0: Hello, everyone. Oh, straight in. Look at that. I can see everyone in the in, in the show's comments there. Hello, everyone. I didn't realise. It's nice someone... Folks have turned up with this new channel. Yes, we're on the first inaugural Potty Mouth Garden Club on this new channel. So, a huge thank you for coming over. Do you know what I mean? It was a kind of a big worrying thing for me, to be honest. I was a little bit, and still am, a little bit nervous that it's kind of the right thing to do, but... I've got lots of ideas, and with the help of these fantastic folks here, I'm sure I'll be in safe hands. Yes, let us run the intro. <laughs> Yes, so we are here, yes, the first, first one on this show, and there we go, and let's just say hello to our esteemed guests, if you haven't come over there before, Stephen, always a pleasure, never a chore. <laughs> hello everyone, hello How are we doing, how are we doing? Now, I'll be honest Stephen, there's some sights in, in this world that you don't need to see, and an angry gardener with his shirt off, swearing like a trooper. <laughs> it's not one of the ones that kind of most folks have seen. When I've seen it, have we have we calmed down a little bit, Stephen? Have we? Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about
1: <laughs> talking to JB. <laughs> no, no, you... no, no, no. he's got he's got it to come yet. No, so I mean, heaven <laughs> forbid that I would use potty mouth words. <laughs> but
0: it's all to do with sound, hasn't it? We've had some sound issues, but to be it to honestly, sound fine with me there now. So we will have a, a grand show, hopefully. Stephen.
1: Well, let's hope so. Let's hope Hopefully, so. Yes. Yeah, a little bit of frustration in the week. Um, <laughs> something bit... wouldn't wouldn't quite work for me. A little bit of frustration. In, in, in the end, the, the, the only decent thing, really, and threw it in the bin. Yeah, and took your shirt off. Yes. <laughs> I took your shirt off. When it was too hot. It was hot. I wasn't used to it here in Gumbria. I know. I know.
0: JB, how are we doing? Hello, mate. Yeah. One second, JB. Right. I just want to... <laughs> just, I just want to... JB! JB, oh is, God, um, is is your mum called Fiona? Yeah. Oh, well, Shit. Oh, me and your mum, me and your mum, are like that. Oh, I just want to let that one sink in for a little bit, JB. Me and your mum, JB, we're like that, you know what I mean? We're just. <laughs> Well, like that meanie, mum, she knows, I know a few things about you Well, I'll keep that, we'll keep you guessing there, lad. Oh, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, dear. Audrey, how are you doing?
2: Yes, I'm doing great, oh, how are to you? to have
0: you on, yes, i like have you on this show, It'd be fantastic. New yes. channel?
2: Yes, very exciting.
0: Mm. Now, Audrey, before we get into the kind of show, I just want to show you a couple of things there, because Stephen's already mentioned this. Look at another one. Oh, <gasps> My Just keeps on going. <laughs> look at that silky. And there was two of them, Audrey. Right, I saw them on
2: your video. Yes, today.
0: now but look at what the it other ones. Looks like you've been polishing that one. There, look what the other <sighs> ones turned into. So, oh, nice! This, oh, this was we got this in Costco. Now I know they're not gherkins and the there, but I sliced one of those cucumbers. up. Like you said keep the juice. Now, yeah. this is a lovely, it's like a sweet pickle. But I don't know, right. is it an American order? Have you got bubblies a over there? Bread butter
2: pickles are very common, yes.
0: Right, right. Yeah. See, I've never, like, this bread and butter chips. I don't even understand
2: what that means, bread and butter chips. Clips are probably in circles. Were they in circles? What'd you, no. They or were, were just, they spears? Yeah, it was just
0: actually like gherkins, you know, like that's what came in. But they're all used, what you said, to keep your yeah. juice, you know what I mean? Because I did watch your video and I've got... Audrey, we'll actually talk about it there now, wait on, let's have a look. Put you on... Oh, there's, is that JB? I've got JB there. Now, we're doing some pickles, easy refrigerated dill pickles. Now, Audrey... Yeah. When that came up, I was all with you until the the recipe, and there was just a hundred and hundred and one spices and things. And I thought, oh, now nah, I've lost you've lost us there.
2: Okay. So, well, I, you can see in the actual recipe. <laughs> I always actual go actual
0: to JB. This is there must be something up with my system where it just keeps on pulling you for <laughs> Audrey on that. Actually, going from there, so is it? It's I'm not saying it's complicated, Audrey, but I guess you've got to buy them and buy them in bulk and. And I just was like, "Oh, I'll try." Well, and
2: if you see the written recipe, I—I I mean, I happen to have two kinds of mustard seeds, so I use two kinds. You right. don't need to. All oh, right, right, so right. The recipe, it's one, and you don't need to add pink peppercorns. I just happen to have those, so I add them. But I—I need I it. Those are all optional, so it's really mustard, mustard seeds, black pepper, uh, and dill seed. I mean, you can even get away with not using. Fresh dill. Mm-hmm. The dill seeds will still give it the flavor. So, but this one, it, it, Audrey
0: this this one was like as sweet as sweet as almost. There must have been a hell of a lot. I haven't checked actually the recipe. There. Well,
2: there are a lot of. I do sugar. not add sugar uh-huh. yet to my pickle, but you can even find dill pickles that have sugar in them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just prefer not to. If
0: yeah, this jar there that I've got, I did the day, Audrey. How long will I leave it before I'll get a, a flavor from I,
2: it? I give it maybe a week. Right, but you can try them, you know, as they're uh-huh. in there, and see what how long you need to leave them. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. But go. I did want to say, Tony, you seem very um, concerned about the size of your <laughs> cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> and Great, I'm just huh? saying, here's what's important: how the cucumber <laughs> tastes.
0: Well, to size.
2: This, if it tastes good. Thought, size does not matter. Size
0: does. Not matter. <laughs> <It> does. <laughs> It's <laughs> to be honest, it was. It's, I thought the first one that I picked a couple of weeks ago, and I thought I might have missed it and too big, but they're not to be honest. That's, I think they're all grown to that kind of size. It, it must be the gardener. Do you know what I mean? It was must, must be the good gardener in as they're coming out.
2: I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the variety. But I think
0: seeds. so. I but I'm, I'm oh, gee, how will you help us out we here, call man?
2: All those over here, we call those English seedless cucumbers.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I've got seeds in them. So. so,
2: well, yeah, so do the seedless ones. They're just not a lot. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I've actually but, got. Yeah, we, we uh, those come in wrapped, they're all wrapped usually in shrink wrap special English cucumbers.
0: Mm, right. Oh, well, well, let's jump on to Fiona's son. We'll just have a... Uh... <laughs> sorry, <yeah. laughs> oh, sorry about that, JB. <laughs> so, JB, I got a, the text today and it sounded a, like you were a little bit down in the garden, kind of. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I don't know oh, what, yeah. it's And I didn't want to talk about it because I wanted to talk about it on the show. So, what's? you seem a little bit flat with gardening. And Gosh. I've just watched your last video where you seemed quite up and upbeat about putting weeds in your garden and growing, no weeds. sorry, native, native kind of, you know what I mean? <laughs> so what's got yeah. you a little bit kind of flat with the gardening?
3: Okay, yeah, so a bit of background. The, the, the video that just went out was recorded absolutely ages ago. I it's one of those ones that I yes. recorded and um, didn't get around to editing up for a while and then i was kind of like is this too old to post is it irrelevant but i kind of thought no it's it's worth it it's still worth kind of showing what the goal is what the aim is so that i can later on show the results whether or not it went well or not spoiler alert <laughs> not <laughs> <gone> perfect, me, <laughs> um, which is you know very on brand but um yeah today just one of those days in the garden so i've been away um to cornwall for the weekend it was amazing mm-hmm. Went away, saw some um, old friends who I've not seen for a really, really long time, and uh, you know when you've been away from the garden a little bit, it's always quite it's quite exciting coming back. You think, oh, there's going to be loads to harvest. You know, a few things are going to have exploded. <laughs> and I just got up there, and it was just, it was just like, what's the bloody point? It really was. <laughs> um, my parents are up there watering for me, which was lovely, so they took care of it. Um, but it's just none of none of the seeds I've got in the ground of germinating properly none of the squashes the cucumbers nothing's growing properly all the lettuce that are in the ground are just doing absolutely nothing the weeds have suddenly decided to start exploding um what else is there? i literally made a list while i was there <laughs> my brassicas are looking so rubbish and they're full of aphids um like the aphids on those have just from you know when like you get a few aphids that's one thing but when the entire leaf is just aphid. It's like no. Um, so I was like trimming back some of those, but I only had like half an hour up there. I just kind of looked around and went, you know what? Not today.
1: Yeah.
3: Bloody point. We just, yeah. We just go. It's gonna be for another day, and I'll come up with a, a different attitude, and it will be fine. Well, I My, think There's to tomato caterpillars as well. I could go on, Tony. Oh God, right on. There's, no, there's few, still there's more. more. Right, right,
0: right. I'm just <laughs> trying oh, to be exactly. polite and cut you off before you know what I mean. I see tears <laughs> I in your eyes. To. <laughs> well, to be but, honest, um, though, yeah, Steve. It's it's, it's got to be. Kind of, I know, like we're kind of you know laughing at yeah, but we're all getting affected by it. It's got to be the heat. It's just you know what I mean. It's just like yeah. JB, you're up against. You know, we're all up against. It's just yeah. kind of fighting a losing battle this year. Do you know what I mean? There's well, no one I, I really think... you know, there's no one really pulling out oh sorry, you know what I mean? Any decent
1: sized veg there, you know what I mean? But it's gotta be <laughs> the heat, Steve, is that right? I think so, definitely. I mean, I think most of the country, apart from the real far north, have um have really been suffering under this heat. I mean, while you've all been having hot weather down there, we've had a couple of tiny little spells just sort of two or three days where the temperatures got over thirty degrees, uh, but even that's caught me out this year because i wasn 't expecting it because all the time when i 've been seeing you down south with temperatures of thirty four thirty five it 's only been like twenty twenty two here in Cumbria and mm-hmm. then raining, and the rest of the country obviously hasn 't had any rain, so we 're all green and pleasant here, but you know we just haven 't had the warmth that the rest of the country's had, so even in a good area where I've had the rain, it still hasn't been brilliant. Well, it's funny, I think, and now JB, I'm starting
0: my garden starting to kind of come to the effects of the heat. I think I, I dodged a bullet, is the way to describe it. When I was saying everything is going great, I just getting it in that window and it just took hold. And then when the, everything was blooming and lovely, it was just when the sun was out and lovely. Mm-hmm. But now I've put the second or the third lot of lettuce in. This is still not looking very nice. The, the lettuce that's next to the polytunnel, everything now is going to be like the tools getting tools on, you know, yeah, with, yeah. with the heat So yeah. I think the best for me, kind of, when you feel like that, is just to think, enjoy just the, the peace and the solitude of the garden. It might be kind of devastation round it, but I use the kind of yeah. that's my little happy home. Anyways, do you know what I mean? And that kind of thing doesn't have to grow. I'm here, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm kind of, I can hear the birds, I can see the pigeons, me, you know what I mean? It's one of them things,
1: so...
3: Exactly, I, yeah,
0: I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've
1: always, you've always got to think forward to the next season. I mean, I know I said to you guys earlier, Christmas Day is reset day. But for me, anyway, that's why I've always said it, because... Boxing Day, I'm sowing my onion seeds for the next season. So that's kind of my reset day. So I sit there, either pleased as punch or drowning my sorrows on Christmas Day (laughs) from a good or a bad season. But I'm also already looking forward to next season. And, you know, to be honest, now I'm already planning for next season. I mean, I've got this this package here. This is all uh, my flower seeds for next year. I've already done that. I've already bought all my flower seeds for next year. Hell, man. Already, straight it's away. It's August. So. It's bloody August, man! For God's sake. Yeah, but it's a, it's a special seed sale. So, I mean, she's this lady who sells these, uh, Zoe Woodward. She sells out ultra quick, literally within a couple of hours. Right. So, when she has the sale, you've got to grab the seeds. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Audrey, do
0: you ever get flat with gardening? Does it ever sometimes knock the wind? I mean, I'm not saying you've been doing it for so long, but you've been doing it since you're a little girl. So yeah,
2: I think uh, I think August is a hard month. Mm-hmm. I, there's, you know, you're you're trying to get that second spring going, but sometimes you're more willing it to go than I'm excited. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I plant because I know I'll. As a lot of people say, you know, my future self will appreciate that I put it in. So uh, I do.
0: Now, that, uh, and I that's really- a good little that's – that's worth – that's worth – it is, Audrey. That's a great one, that, because it's – you know, if you don't do them, it, you know, it, it comes, like, say, two, three months down, and you think, I should have just put the bloody lettuce in? What was the – you know what I mean? Exactly. The space exactly. was there.
2: because cause you don't know what's going to happen, uh-huh. and we might get a lovely – Spell of cool weather with a lot of rain, wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, uh, but <laughs> you know change. now it looks like the safari desert out there. So <laughs> I'm like, you know, but the few you t- none of us know what next month brings.
0: So, so pick yourself up, JB. Yeah. <laughs> pick yourself up. Give yourself a shake. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, uh, I you tell you as
2: well. Yes, it's I'll... some of its discipline, uh-huh. right? You know, you got to pull the weeds, you got to get seeds in. And if you don't, you're going to grow weeds and they'll be really happy. It's What Fiona says, all,
0: you know, it's what Fiona tells me all the time, but he doesn't listen, you know, he doesn't do, this, he doesn't do what he does. oh, you know, what I mean? done, he doesn't clean his bedroom for a bloody my year. Hey,
3: <laughs> I'm really worried where this is going. I'm going I'm expecting like some childhood photos. And, and then, uh, I was just thinking that, I was baby photos here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I forgot to mention as well. If you want a question, JB, I have not got photographs. Don't you? You can relax now. That's it. Very good.
1: That's how he says.
0: <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, if you want a question, if you're in the live chat and you're watching it live, pop a capital Q in your, before your question, put it in the live chat there. Because Andrew's asking, what variety of cucumber did I saw on the video today? Andrew, I'm going to tell you. I don't know. I forgot. I'll have to, you'll have to check back the videos. To be honest, I know there were. Um, honestly, I was going to say I know there were an F one, but whatever variety I've forgotten. To be honest, I know I did mention it on the video, so that's the only way I can actually. If I was Stephen, I would have had it wrote in the book and
1: everything like that. So <laughs> I do that. It's all written up here, and I don't
0: buy uh, uh, anything down. <laughs>
1: So if you want a
2: question, please,
0: please pop your questions with a capital Q. Um, Let's see. Right. I'll tell you what then, Stephen. Uh, Sarah Moncure Moncure is asking, heatwave in mind, are there any drought tolerant veggies we can plant? There's a good
1: question, Sarah. Ooh. Um, Drought tolerant. I mean, generally all things need a good water to get started off. The best thing I can do is say that when the plants are started off, you water them water them a little bit, get the ground wet, put your plants in and then water them in and then tend to leave them. If they start to droop, water them then only because what will happen is the roots will go down looking for water. If you water them too much on the top to try and keep them wet, all the roots will stay near the surface of the, of the soil and they're more prone to drying out. So drought tolerance is about getting your plants established, really. And the more established they become, the further the roots will go down and the less watering you'll have to do. It's like with my onions and potatoes this year. They were watered in when they were planted. They've never been watered since, and you've seen the onions. The onions are spectacular this year. You know, Steve, I did that with the, I've only
0: watered once, you know, the fennel, I've grown the fennel. I give yeah. them a good so They're actually soaking when I put them into the ground, but I give them a good soak. No, yeah. I haven't went back. This might be the kiss of death, but I haven't went back and watered them, and they were looking all right. Do you know what I mean? So, like yeah. you say, give it a water and just let them see what happens. That's a great bit of advice. And if it wilts, you know, you can see it needs a little drink.
1: And if Don't not, forget, you've got your homegrown dipper to test yeah, if it's yeah. wet or dry. So do, do check on your soil and see what it's doing underneath. And that is key, really.
0: It would be a nice... Thing, if we've got any tips for, I know it's kind of not tips for watering, you know what I mean? Like, But how do you save water? How do you, you know, if like a hose pipe band comes into, you know, what did what I got? Because I live in the northeast of England and I, I kind of that's my bread and butter job for three more days is making sure we've got water coming to the tap. That's my, you know, what I mean, I've got to make sure the reservoirs are full in the morning so the, the pressure pushes it out fills it up on the night time, pushes it out. That's how it kind of works. Yeah. And if there's a pipe ban, we haven't had a hosepipe ban in the northeast of England because we've got our Reservoir, which is a huge, big yeah. deal for us. You know what I mean? So I've never had a kind of, or can remember a pipe ban. There must have been hosepipe bans. But JB, I'm guessing down south, you know, because I know Jess was saying every year they have a pipe ban. Do you get a, a yeah. hosepipe ban?
3: Well, we're in a little pocket that actually has quite a good water supply. Um, Portsmouth Water have a lot of water that comes from the chalk aquifers, which fill up. Um, So, Hampshire, as a whole, gets an awful lot of um, hosepipe bans because most of the water supply comes from rivers like the Test and the Itchen, Um, and they are really low at the moment, Um, and that has all sorts of knock-on impacts for ecology as well, actually. Um, But we, we tend to be quite lucky, and Quite often, when you do go into a hosepipe ban, sometimes allotments are actually um, exempt, because exempt. Um, yeah, because, uh, yeah, because it's because it's a food supply kind of purpose. Um, but in terms of general tips for conserving water, I think the one that I see most often on allotments and plots, and one that I I don't do, um, and one that I'm interested to hear from you guys on is um, is mulching, right? To to prevent um evaporation from the top of the soil it's meant to really kind of lock moisture down into the soil and massively reduce the amount of watering that you need to do but it's one that i've never really had readily available you know other than kind of mulching with compost um but I don't have that readily available either. So well, do you guys mulch? Well do it's you funny,
0: JB. Just I'll just jump in straight away with this one from my experience. Where I noticed it more than anything was last year when I did my potatoes, I put that horse bedding here on oh, and it yeah. just kinda of locked in. And a couple of inches underneath, and I think it was Tony O'Neill kind of I watched his video told us about it. It was just damp, wet. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Still wet underneath. Yeah. Where I didn't do it this time and it's like you can dig in and the t- potatoes are still coming fine, but it's like almost dust. Do you know what I mean? They're almost like in a dust bowl, If I don't kind of water for a bit. So that's where I notice it. Mulching must work. You know what I mean? I don't know what Steve that's thinks. Right. Audrey, what
2: do you do mulching on, in your area? I do uh, mulch in our large in-ground bed uh, because that the dirt is still, or the soil is still becoming... Uh, more nutrient dense. I mean, that was just grass that was there. So I do mulch there, but I don't do it in my raised beds.
0: What about hose pipe buns? Do you ever get hose pipe
2: buns? I'm surprised. I was actually thinking we would get one this year, and we haven't. So, right. so it, it, it a- is a
0: thing over there, though. You do get them over oh, there. Oh yeah, right. And
2: I think, like in California, right now, you can't even run a hose pipe. Like I think the whole state is shut down Mm -hmm. and don't, uh, you know, I'm sure people, if there's people from California, let me know if that's wrong or right. But, uh, and you're not even allowed to take your bath water out and use it. Because Uh I think the thought is that people would just be running baths and Oh oh my word, but they are so droughted and so many fires that there's just no water. Mm -hmm. Um, Now we are surrounded by the great lakes which are all freshwater lakes, so if in if in doubt, we have a lake. It's a smaller lake; it's not one of the great lakes, but it's a freshwater lake. So I guess if I had to, I'd go down there and pull out a few buckets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Steve, you I, must but, be in the.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, Steve, you must be in the same kind of boat as Audrey there, with like you've got lakes coming out of you know every hillside, valley. Yes, sir. you know what I mean. Does Cumbria? Water. Does Cumbria ever have any? horse bike bans, or is that something that's never heard of?
1: We we had one the first year of uh, lockdown, but again, as JB was hinting at there, uh, we were exempt as an allotment site, and we got that directly as a result of the the National Society of Allotments and Leisure Gardeners. They intervened and rescinded, got this law rescinded for the allotments. So it's on a sort of county-by-county county thing, if you can get someone to stand up for each county's um, hosepipe ban from allotments here's point of view, you can you can have that rescinded. And um, So, yeah, we had that two years ago, but we weren't really bothered, to be honest, because, you know, we're in a wet county anyway. I mean, it rained this morning. It'll probably rain tomorrow. But we, we barely ever get sort of a week or 10 days where it doesn't rain here but it's a very wet county, you know, as we say. No rain, no lakes.
0: You know, he, he's just brushing that off. There, you know, like we get rain most most of the days. Do you know what I mean? This Audrey hasn't had Audrey. When was the last time you had actual rain fall from the sky? No, we
2: actually had we had rain last week.
0: <laughs> we actually
2: Brittany. did, <laughs> and it was delightful.
0: I was, was so it a, excited. Was it a good downpour? Did it? Do, do oh, we go- had a
2: great downpour. Oh, right, was, right. Oh, excellent. I was even hollering inside the house. Like, <laughs> yeah. So Kevin came running going, what? What happened? I said, it's raining. <laughs> Come on. So, but on the other yeah. side,
1: of the, you know, the flip side of the coin is that we are a cold or a cold air county than the rest of England. So whereas I know JB suffered terribly and he showed us some pictures of his local park and it just looks so barren and, and awful. So you get the warm weather down there. When you do get the rain, you do fare better. But, you know, we get rain all the time, but we get very low temperatures. And sometimes mm. because of it, things struggle. Now, i hinted earlier that I've struggled this year. My test tunnel at the back where I was doing the fertigation trial, because temperatures were low, I didn't bother fitting my ventilation to that back tunnel. I didn't think I'd need it. And then that first really hot weather came and it actually hit us here in Cumbria and I wasn't expecting it and it's not destroyed the plants but it's stopped the fruiting ability of some of them in places so there's a good amount of crop I've lost in there peppers are all fine, the aubergines are fine but some of the tomatoes aren't going to fruit you know but you live and learn, I should have known better and I should have fitted them you know.
0: Is that Steve where your, your, your Barry's Crazy Cherries are as well is it?
1: Yeah, yeah, but I've got some of them in the main tunnel as well. All
0: right, right.
1: So I will get some. Uh, And I've got some, I've got a few Brads on, and I've got a few, few tomatoes on, but nowhere near. uh, You know, I was looking at yours today. I should, it should be dripping in trusses in there. And now that I've left the door open 24 7, regardless, what's left of the plants higher up, that will all fruit as well. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's. It's just a silly mistake. You just turn your back for a second in garden and and something will happen. You'll you'll spirit. learn. Yeah. You'll learn. You know, I mean, you use old timers
0: think you know everything there, but, you know, the young I young mean cucumbers are only this big, aren't oh, they? Oh, <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah. Steve, I've got a question here from you for Ian from Ian Cleaver. It's saying, For the chef, how do you know when to use a shallot and onion in a dish? and that's a good question, to be honest. Where, when do you know what to what onion to use? Because, yeah, the, the recipes say use a shallot,
1: but why? Well, generally, I mean, with a shallot, a shallot is a much, much milder taste, and it's got a hint of sweetness. And with a, something like a sauce, you don't want to overpower. Okay, some, some sauces are overpowering, like a barbecue or a chili sauce, But in general you don't want something that's too sweet you don't want something that's too strong and you want balanced flavors because that sauce is going to go all over your dish now with things like a white onion they're quite harsh they can almost be towards the bitter end of the taste scale but a red onion is much sweeter so if you know the characteristics of what you're going to cook with you can utilize that and balance your dish use the right onion or shallots or the red onion, or the white onion, or even a brown onion. You know, if you know what the qualities are of those ingredients that you're going to use, you can really balance your dish, fine tune it, and just give it that edge.
0: There you go, Stephen. Now, talking about sauces, Stephen. <laughs> I <laughs> thought this hey, might came hey. up to <laughs> you. <laughs> now, I love Audrey's, uh, Audrey's little take on that. That was a gateway sauce, Stephen. Yeah, so, have you tried? I think that I think
1: I don't even think he's tried it yet. Have you? No, we tried it at the show. We tried it when oh. we went round, and that, that's why we bought it. Oh, so um, is this from a, like a like a food festival show? Was that's it? That's it. We went there. We bought a couple of things. I bought that, and uh, and uh, I think we bought a coconut sauce and some some fancy pants uh, jam. But yeah, we've got this. <laughs> we tasted this, and this was quite fruity. But I was looking through the ingredients earlier, and there is only something like five percent chilies in there. Does it just say um, ch- chilies, or what, what kind of chilies? Aleppo chilies.
0: Right. What What are those? Um, roasted garlic Aleppo. JB, what's Aleppo chilies? Are they like a... Never heard of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Aleppo pepper is, yeah. is, is what they have over in Turkey. I've heard of them over in Turkey, the Aleppo pepper. Um, but otherwise, I
2: don't Ooh. know what they are. Yeah, they're not Te- terribly hot.
1: No. 10,000
3: on the Scoville scale,
2: which is, yeah. you know, a little bit of, that's got a little
3: bit of heat. A little
0: bit of heat for the old boy. And well, that was nice. Are you, Stephen, are we going to use it? Or are we just going to kind of look at the no, picture no, no. of it? <laughs> <laughs> so only
1: bought you for set dresses. So the stall you bought it off, did they make it, Stephen? Yeah, they did. They're just down the road from us in Alverston. And I was talking to him because he had some quite interesting things. And I immediately thought of JB because they had ghost salt. And I thought, that must be a Mm. ghost pepper. Uh, So, uh, you know, a ghost chili. So it must be ghost chili salt, basically. But he makes all the stuff there, but he doesn't actually grow them. And he said to me, that's the dream, you know, that's what he wants to do.
0: Well, it's when I was Um, just looking at it because it's it's got that label on, anyway, is the great taste. And normally that's a kind of, it is like a little kind of. You know, so he's got that award there for great taste. So, I want
1: that bottle used
0: by Christmas.
1: No, <laughs> oh, will get will get used. it will probably get used more over Christmas when we have all the cooked meat and that. But yeah, we yeah, will we'll be eating it.
3: I actually, I forgot to mention in last weekend's show that. The weekend before last, I was at the Dorset, um, the Great Dorset Chili Festival, which is the biggest chili festival in the country, and it was amazing. Was It this? was absolutely incredible, and yeah, I came away with uh, quite a, a hot mouth. I <laughs> tasted all sorts of sauces. There were some really, really good ones as well, um, and a few that were kind of homegrown. Is well, it just
0: GB? Is it just on like what you can make with chilies, or can you buy chili seeds as well there? Or
3: yeah, they they had. Um, uh, sea spring seeds were there All right, were like a, yes, a legendary i don't know if you've seen that video um joy from sea spring seeds um it put out these videos like 10 years ago that are just amazing they're some of the biggest pepper plants you've ever seen um and they've got a chili farm down in devon um and that's where they they they're the guys who bred the dorset naga which for a while nice. i think might have been the hottest chili pepper in the world but the The size of the pepper that they've got on um, that channel, I'll find a a link and actually drop it in the chat at some point because it is remarkable. It's like like seven foot tall, just incredible.
0: And what Um, about sauces? Then you said you bought some. Did you buy some sauces as
3: well? I did indeed. Yeah, there was. um, I think the the nicest one I tried, I think, was from someone called the Chili Project, Um, but I need to double check that. Right, but we need to get I some,
1: some that. chili yes. sauces. Yeah, will... yeah, the
3: Chili Project. Um, they're really, really good, really good sauces. Some of the, yeah, they were, they were really, really good. So, um, yeah, you can find them, the Chili Project, on Instagram. And, um, and all mean, that good in what way? They were just, um, they, they had some really interesting flavors and they were just right. really well balanced as well. They were okay. they were really nice. There's a lot of sauces out there that are a bit kind of rough around the edges. You know, all the ones I make are like, yeah. they're, they're like, wow, like you get hit with like one or two flavors, you know, and it, it's really, really difficult to get a, a sauce that is just like completely balanced you get yeah. such a nice kind of all the flavors are just dancing on your tongue the way it coats your mouth there's there's a real art to to a good a good chili sauce um, Co- Co- real art
1: to a good, so- good sauce period you've got to have that background you've got to have a, a foretaste you've got to have an aroma there's got to be an aftertaste you know it's not got yeah. to repeat on you it's there's so much balancing that goes on into a good sauce and rounding those corners off that's the expert part. The you know, that's where I'd like to be eventually. You know, if I can uh, get used to this, these sources, but we'll see. We'll see yeah. how it goes. JB, yeah.
0: could you very good. Um, in the chat or somewhere so I can find it as well? Put a link to
1: the, your favourite
0: source from that company, and we'll see about getting it. We'll try, it. we'll see what this kind of full-bodied, round flavour is all about.
1: <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. The hottest right. one. Get
0: him the hottest get, one. I just get him the hottest one and <laughs> just don't tell it. Itself. I'm like, what the yeah. hell? <laughs> Audrey, have you got any nice, like, sauces over there, like companies that make chili sauces, or are you more of a, a girl that kind of makes your own sauce?
2: Uh, no. there's a We have a lot of companies that make very good sauces. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them, actually, in Detroit here, we have an a area called uh, Mexican Village, and uh, a lot of the stores down there carry phenomenal hot sauces. Right. So, yeah. And I, again, with the internet these days, it's like you can find almost anything. Oh, nice I know. That's want. the
0: beauty, isn't it? You can get it from yeah. anywhere. Do you know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. Right. We have Phase Crafty Creations is asking. Stephen, this is kind of really for you as well. Um, do I still have time to plant spring onions or is it too late?
1: No, get them in. Get them in. in. Get them planted. Get them in. Is there, yeah. Does
0: it come a time? I know we're kind of always joking about this. About you know, so and so and so, and just so so so. When is there a time when you think you'll not you'll not catch it this year? Think about
1: next. Like, say, think about your Boxing it's... Day specials kind of thing. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. It's always difficult because everyone's weather and climate is different. Some people have got undercover, like I've you know, I've got the three tunnels other people haven't even got a cloche you know so it's always difficult the thing to do is to sow and keep sowing until you feel it's too cold to sow mark every batch date it and then just see see what happens put it down to experience you'll lose some seed the first couple of years but then you'll get um you'll get a better idea of when you can and can't sow up to I mean, I've seen examples on some allotment sites where somebody on one side of the allotment can grow something all the way up to Christmas, but on, on the other side of the site, it's only up till November. So every garden's different. So you you just got to find your own way. Just keep sowing seeds. As you know, I never stop. I'm always mm-hmm. sowing.
0: I know, I know. I was just want to um, show a little bit, just changing the subject. Slightly. And it's nice to see, you know, like professionals having a bit of kind of trouble there. But I'll just pop you there. This is one of the posts from Charlie Dowden. Badgers got into his yeah. looks like his sweet corn there. I think it's sweet corn. And just kind of wow. devast, devastated his sweet corn. And like say, you see, you kinda of, he'll be pulling, you know what I mean, Cobbs left, right and centre, but it's not this year. It looks like he's kinda of been splattered with <laughs> the badgers have just took a it's normally,
1: good. normally squirrels that do that sort of damage.
0: Uh, it just looks pretty, pretty bad to be honest. And I think it was yeah. getting a bit flat about it. Do you any critters like big critters come on your allotment?
3: Hopefully not yet. Um, I we have loads and loads of foxes on the plot, um, and so far they've left all my crops alone. But they do occasionally. What crops?
0: <laughs> they're
1: they
3: <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: the last time they came on, they ate your hoodies. There was nothing else to eat. Yeah, exactly. They're a little bit just.
0: they oh, a little yeah. bit kind of sick. You know what I mean? So like, keep coming to this bloody plot, but there's no growth. <laughs> he's he's trying to make a bloody meadow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, um, yeah. But we do get loads of badges as well, um, right? Oh, All right. Loads of badges in our town. Um, and everyone who's grown corn in Gosport, <laughs> like they have a tale about the badges getting them. So I'm hoping that mm. with the corn that I've got being in the big, tall pots, maybe it will kind of put them off a little bit. Um, you know, and I've only got a few plants that are doing quite well. Um, but I should probably, um, put protecting those on the to-do list. <laughs> Otherwise I do think I'm going to turn up one day and, uh. Yeah, have gone? some very sad. How
0: porn. how how are they doing? Are they doing all right, Jimmy?
3: Yeah, they've got their first little cobs starting to right, right get about that big. Um, all the tassels, right. I saw that today. Um, that was one of the silver linings. Um, that is one thing that I do. Um, this could have been a tip um, when you know everything's a bit much in the garden and it's all gone a bit wrong. Um, you know, at the end before you walk away, write down the silver linings—the stuff that is making you smile. There were a what, few yeah. things, and the corn, the corn was one of them. Well, I hope we got that corn last. So we'll mm. have you to take away if you're that course. There's no small <laughs> silver linings. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Audrey, I'd be interested in kind of you know, you're kind of growing in a city almost. Do, do you get predators in the uh,
2: garden? Squirrels, right, and bunnies are my biggest um nemesis, right? But squirrels, I think, do much more damage because everything is in raised beds. I mean, any kind of green, I'm putting it up in a raised bed. I'm not doing it in my in-ground garden. Uh, but squirrels can just devastate corn. They can devastate anything. Squash, they like to chew it and go, oh, yuck, I don't like this one. So they go to the next <laughs> one. And go, oh, yuck, this is horrible. I don't, so like, thank you. Couldn't you just wreck one and leave the rest alone? <laughs> Yeah. No, they don't. So, yeah.
0: has anybody yeah. seen that the video on YouTube by Mark Rober where he, he builds like the squirrel run? And it's it's just a, it's a great uplifting video. To be honest, it's just you know what I mean. There's no stopping them, Audrey. You're just never going to stop them when you see well, what they I'd,
2: like I'd like to go mafia on them personally. So, well,
0: watch. Have a have a search for Mark Rober. Just type in Mark Rober okay. squirrels. Then you'll see what you're you're truly up against. Because by the look of that, they are like, you know what I mean? Probably the worst. If if you get squirrels, you're kind of, you're aware. We have a
2: ton of squirrels here.
0: Now, Audrey, I had to actually pull you about, not pull you about this, but I wasn't sure what this one was about. Because I've got on my notes, Audrey, carrots and my seeds. Now, we actually found out what it was that I'd wrote down, because I couldn't remember what we were going to talk about with carrots and seeds. But you said you've been sowing some... Carrot seeds in toilet rolls. Right.
2: right. And because it's so hot, they are frying. I have tried to, you know, there. it's just so hot and it covered them. They're just not coming. So I thought, you know, I'll try them in this and see if that works. So, so. Is, the,
0: is the idea to sew them like somewhere maybe in your home and then just transplant them directly in the tube, in the cardboard, into the ground? For,
2: Right. I let them, I kind of hardened them off for about a week, you know, taking them out to the sun and bring them back in. Uh, so we'll see. I have no idea if this is going to work, but I thought I'm going to see if I can cheat this heat a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, I guess did you brought them home. Did they all germinate normally, did they, when
2: you brought them? In you did it did great. Right, Everything germinated uh, mm-hmm. beautifully. And now some of them we had, I also did half paper towel rolls which are a little taller, uh, but some of the, uh, roots came out the bottom. Uh, so I cut those off and then put them, I know, I know, I just want to see what happens. This is, this is almost a Steve experiment that I'm doing, almost
0: Cause Almost. you do you do realize that you might end up with like no little kind of fat, I know, but stubby. I still
2: think you know it's still a carrot, right? Exactly. So even mm-hmm. if they're ugly as sin, they'll chop up and go in a stew. Really ease, nice yeah, food.
0: yeah. Especially this so, year, Audrey. Do you know what I mean? Especially and it's this an year. experiment,
2: you know. No guts, no glory, right? So yeah. I'm giving it a shot.
0: Now, Steve, uh, sorry, Grown Local, Ian's asking, let's just pop Ian's question over there, we are growing the same sweet corn we planted at the same time, but you're a month ahead of me, what are you feeding them? Now, Ian, I'm calling you Steve there, I'm not feeding anything on them, you know what I mean, they've kind of, the soil's the soil, I haven't kind of done a special, anything It's special. no dig? No dig, I I kind of—I'm not really sure what else to say. I'm, they do get the odd water, but nothing. No, did I ask like maybe a, like a once or twice a seaweed wash? You know what I mean. But is there anything, Steve, that you would recommend for Ian for like kind of maybe? It sounds like he's he's now like a month where a month ahead. Because I know yours are kind of nice good so You've got three
1: cobs on. Mm. I was counting mine, Steve, and I've only got two cobs on. Right, you're a cob ahead of it. us. that's just down to the size of the plant that's why i grow mine under you know i have the protection around them so that they grow tall then you can get more cobs so (laughs) that's that As for feed for um, for sweet corn to grow the plants up nice and tall you want nitrogen feed at first and then later a good tomato food will do or if you've got it if you make your own comfrey feed perfect so am i right in thinking what you just said there steve was your plants are three
0: cobs tall because you almost like grew them, like stretched them, like, you know, I encourage,
1: them to, I encourage them to grow early part of the season by growing them in the hot box with the lid on. So it's like a greenhouse effect. So they, while other peoples are sulking and putting down roots in the cooler earlier part of the year, I'm growing them in that cooler part of the year, I'm growing them in a greenhouse a couple of degrees warmer. And once they hit the lid, then I take the lid off, but I leave the surround on, which stops the winds hitting them because they like blooming big sails, aren't they? Very shallow rooted sweet corn. So every time they rock in the wind, some of the roots break. And once you've started to break the roots, that plant's ability to grow tall and, and fruit well is diminished a little bit. So all all in all, that protection speeds the growth in the early part of the year, then protects their growth later on in the season as well. That's why it's such a good thing. I only came across that sort of four or five years ago. Somebody recommended it to me, and uh, I haven't looked back since. Mm -hmm. While you're on, Stephen,
0: Coastal Gardens North Wales asking, Steve, you have some amazing flowers in your garden. Which variety are your sweet peas? He's looking to get some new seed for next year.
1: Well, I'll tell you where I get all my sweet peas from – even though I'm tempted by other places, go to Eagle Sweet Peas. And the the ones that I grow are the Chelsea Collection. There's quite a lot in there. Some are scented, some are not quite as scented. But I found that the Chelsea Collection, for me, works the best and it's absolutely stunning. There you go. I think I've got them seeds down here as well somewhere. (laughs) I just bought recently. (laughs) I've got them for next year as well.
0: Well, I'm going to ask, Kate (laughs) is asking, Kate, uh, when do you decide to stop your tomatoes from producing new fruit by trimming them with this dry hot weather is it worth letting them grow on jb i'm gonna ask you when would you decide your four tomatoes to chop the do you know what i mean <laughs> do you chop them or do you just let them grow up?
3: <laughs> yeah it's it not been a good branding. year for tomatoes for me so i'm thinking uh i'm it's a really i don't know is the answer um I, so I'm still suffering with blossom end rot because the plants are stressed. I think I've seen loads of other people um, blossom end rot this year who don't normally get it, who know all the standard advice about calcium and watering and all that stuff. Um, and I think one of the reasons I'm getting it is because the plant is trying to put out too much fruit. Um, so for me, I'm thinking that I might start taking those tops up, out now and just trying to get something out of, like you say, <laughs> just my four plants, you know, um, which might be on the conservative side, but when you've only got four plants... You've got to look it, after you know, them babies, haven't like, you? you got to look yeah. after them
0: bad boys as they get
1: your own kids.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm not sure if that's the right thing to
1: do. I was just thinking while JB was talking there... That was me! <laughs> oh, I thought, like, God, what's going on there? No, I think that was actually me, Um Crash,
0: crashing, and burning there. So, is everyone? We just be let like, just um
1: everyone all right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. To pick up from where it was, we I was listening to JB talking there, and we've always sort of well, I've always cut them off at four trusses, so you get your four trusses of fruit, and I've realised why because when I started gardening, poly weren't around, and everyone had a standard eight by six or an eight by twelve greenhouse and the height that the eaves went to only went to a certain height, and that was the equivalent of four trusses. So once the the plants hit the roof, that's when you top them and you let those fruits mature. I think nowadays, probably with polytunnels and with extended seasons that we can get, you could probably let them go to five, six, or even seven trusses. And some people do on our site, and they're still growing them um, at Christmas time. I must get it on a video, but wow. there's a guy on one of our plots on our site, he's got the smallest polytunnel you've ever seen, and he still gets tomatoes out at Christmas.
0: It probably helps as well, Mike you see that kind of, we've been of late doing the kind of big, massive like boost feed, so that would help as well, I would say, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to point out to you, good three uh, guests there. That my timer only says we've been on for one minute thirty-three seconds, so we've still so got another, another hour to go. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Makes a uh, change. Somebody else going off rather than me. Crazy. Yes.
0: I know we're kind of talking a lot about weather, but now I'm getting weather reports for thunderstorms coming. Yes. Now I know you. GB, there. That's a good one. You're kind of like excited for that. <laughs> Would that, because it might just come like too much rain, you know what I mean, and you might get like, because if the earth's dry, that's, you know, talking about like the kind of the water board, I know this kind of what happens, when the earth's baked dry, that water just runs off, so it could actually just run off your allotment, do you know what I mean, and you kind of, you know, so would you love a thunderstorm, JB?
3: yeah still yeah i definitely (laughs) we haven't had um so i actually had the stats up earlier we haven't had a proper proper rain since right at the beginning of june and before that it was kind of mid-may you know like and between there it's like maybe two mil here 0.8 mil there you know just drizzle really um it's been really really dry so yeah i think there is definitely going to be a bit of that i saw a really good um like a video of someone getting a glass of water and upturning it on different types of soil and you see when the soil is like moist it's kind of autumn time good conditioned soil the w- yeah. water level in the cup just goes straight down and then you got it in summer it goes down really slow and then they do it on soil at the moment and it literally, it just stays there like mm-hmm. it, nothing happens it goes so, so slowly <laughs> so um yeah there is definitely going to be a, a lot of runoff I think but It's going to have to come at some point. I don't know if we're going to get a deluge with the the thunderstorm, or if it'll just. Do you have tomatoes outside? What are you? No, my tomatoes are indoors.
2: Tomatoes outside, GB.
3: I have one outdoor tomato, um, but most of them are in the greenhouse.
2: I would consider taking the fruit that's kind of ripe off that before the rain, because if it's been dry as bone, that's that's all going to crack. Yeah, good suggestion.
3: Dip. That's a good
0: tip. Yeah,
2: and they if they're turning at all, they'll they'll still ripen up inside. Oh, are we yeah. talking about
0: one or two tomatoes, JB? <laughs>
2: um, I should have said the picture. Than... The one,
3: the one outdoors. I just stuck in the garden raised bed as an afterthought. Honestly, the healthiest, most magnificent tomato. It's a gardener's delight and it looks so good. <laughs> it looks so good. It's loaded with trusses, it's not got a single pest on it. Like such dark, perfect green leaves. <laughs> All the ones Brilliant. in the greenhouse are like, ah, they got blossom endrock, they're getting eaten by caterpillars, they <laughs> like falling over. Oh yeah. So Get the one I've doing...
0: I've just yeah. uh, I've just noticed Liz Liz in the kind of chat as well. And now she's saying there yeah, we yeah. had ninety six mils of rain in July alone. Bloody hell.
1: <laughs> that's four inches, Crap.
0: bloody hell. I don't know where that's coming from. That's... It's, not, it's not going down
3: JB's way, I'll tell you that for now, uh lad. Yeah. No, we've had, year to date, July, 208 millimetres. <laughs> right.
0: It's funny, oh, yeah, everybody's so um. Everybody's kind of mentioned now, like the rain's there. there. <laughs> I'll just jump on the Mark. It's been hammering down, Mark says, down in Scotland since yesterday mm. evening. And it's actually, he says, it's uh, thunder and lightning woke up at 5am. <laughs> Man. Yeah. What? You did say that, Steve, though, didn't you? You did say you had some thunder this morning.
1: Yeah, just a little bit. It was it was probably no more than five minutes. The heavens opened, it started raining heavily. We had nothing, a there for of...
0: nothing there at no, all. Yeah. But no, it's just, just looking on we...
1: <laughs> we had a couple yeah. of thunderclaps and that was it, it moved on. Right. But our, our average rainfall here is about three foot a year. What of you know when we're talking about the heat, I
0: might, I think I've had this kind of questioning for a while. You know, both me and JB have, have have had like a kind of lucky escape with onions and with white rot this year. Has heat, JB, yeah. do, do you think heat has had anything to do with that
3: or not? I'm not sure if it's heat or moisture or both. Uh, it could be both. Um, I think my kind of working theory is that just because the soil's been so dry, the, if there is any mould or rot, it, it, it normally needs kind of a lot of moist condition, doesn't it? It needs a, a real damp environment to be able to thrive. Yeah. I don't don't know the detailed ecology of like or the mycology of why that is particularly. Um, But, yeah, I think it's because it's been so dry that it couldn't properly, those spores that are in the soil probably couldn't kind of set and propagate and eat away at the bottom of your onions. I'm guessing that. Well, there's
0: obviously (laughs) been something, Jamie, because, like I said, I had, I think, at the most, at the very most, four, which I actually brought home, chopped up that day, so we used them. But the other ones, I just had a little look there today. Everyone's fine, and that's something that normally doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Kind of half the crop you've got to sacrifice to white rot or bring them home early, and you know. So maybe that is, uh, you know, more hot weather. Please, just from unions, you know what I mean? From unions. (laughs) Maybe
1: maybe next year it's only you build an ultra raised bed on good drainage and. uh, And don't water it as much, maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, why not? Now, last note for me that I've noticed, and then we'll get into the tips of the week from these. Fine, I let them off with only having like five minutes on the show, seven minutes. The nights are cutting in dark. Has anybody noticed that? Because when yes. our, our work actually shifts, so I've been off for a little while and then I've like, yes. you know, night shift and thing, and I thought, hey, it's getting a
2: little bit darker, a little bit quicker than what, you know. Have you noticed that, Audrey, have you? Absolutely. We were outside uh, last night and looked up and said, wow, it's 8.30 and it's already dark. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, it's not... It's. I, it. I don't like that.
0: I know. I know. It's, uh... a, it's a strange. Do you know what I mean? you kind of, you're all, you don't even think about it in May, June. It's just like the seasons. It's like a, like a Ray Bradbury novel. It just kind of... The seasons are yeah, stretched so out in front beautiful. of you. And then
2: you you feel it getting smaller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here we go. It's
0: back to and then yeah. we'll be just like looking at stroking seed packets for the rest of the for winter <laughs> and that. But hopefully, oh we are hopefully if my guests will if these three fine gardeners will we're gonna go right through.
1: Right through. Never stopping, Steve. You're on every week, oh God's sake there. <laughs> That's all right, and I just want to inform everybody that we've had a discussion before the show tonight, and Tony's kindly agreed that he's now going to weekly contribute to Tip as well because it has been noticed that he sort of bums out on that. So, yeah, do you think that's going to (laughs) happen? What? Well, you're first with your tip, and then we're going to give ours.
0: To to, (laughs) to work this magic, Stephen, it wears us out. It literally wears us out. I'm kind of, you know what I mean? Like an orchestra piano, so that's me little treat for not. My tip's just to grow one, something like that. I can you just look at that man? It's getting wet and silky and everything. That's fair enough. <laughs> we'll let you off then. <laughs> so we will. We'll, this is like the first one, and you know, tips of the week. JB, sir. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, um, now, make few enough proud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um.
3: Yeah, my um top tip for this week. Um. Starting to get pepper harvests, um, chili pepper harvests. But they're starting to come in kind of, you're getting the first few, you know, it's not time for the full crop yet. Um, And if you've just got kind of one or two, you're using them fresh in the kitchen and cooking, but you're not sure what to do with the leftovers. They're getting a bit scraggly. My favorite thing to do is just chop them up or use like a food processor or something like that. And then use them in an ice cube tray. Um, Put a little bit of water in to kind of fill out the ice cube tray and make it easy to get out. But then you've got like a super, super convenient, super easy way to just like spice up a chili or a stew or something like that. You just get the ice cube tray out, pop one or two in, pops your ankle.
0: Well, now, JB, you've just mentioned that there because mine are about a third a red of the whole harvest. And mm-hmm. I'm getting, the, the, I'm, I'm not saying they're getting on my nerves, but I'm kind of itching to, would you just pick them all or do, do you wait to last yeah. each one? Yeah, version? yeah, yeah. But they're not all of them are not red. Do You leave the ones. Oh no under- no
3: no! No, so, no not what oh, I just said. Right. then. Um, no, I'd pick. I'd pick the red ones. Pick the red ones, um, right. and it will encourage the plant to set more fruit. Because it's, I know you're up north, but you're in. You've got a nice cover. You might still get some new new flower and fruit yet. Um, it's still quite early in in the pepper season if you're growing. Right cover. right. Well, it's um, funny
0: because I did sow some ages ago, and they're just starting. Not ages ago. Not that long ago. And they're just starting to get the flowers on. These are the ones I've got in pots yeah. on the walkway. Just, do you think they'll have a fruit on them? They get a fruit on?
3: Yeah, yeah, it should, it should do. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. by by kind of mid September, then maybe you're starting to think that if you've not got fruit, there's probably not going to be much. But green fruit or, or small fruit mid September ish. It all depends on where you are, obviously. Um, you know, that's still got quite a lot of time to to kind of um, fill out and ripen. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you pick the red stuff now, it will encourage the plant to to ripen more, to put out more fruit. I will do that that
0: tomorrow. I will do that tomorrow. Audrey. Thank you. Thank you, GB. Well, I'm going
2: to continue on the chili uh, topic. Uh, You also can dry your chilies just by hanging them or putting them on – a mesh tray or you know if you have a dehydrator that's even better but you can just dry them and then you can chop them up and use them as chili flakes Mm -hmm.
0: now i did that audrey about two or three years ago i got actually like a big sewing needle and i sewed them all Uh you know like so they're all like hanging in one big kind
2: of
0: thing there so i've never had a crop as good since then mind you so this one's yeah. all right but not like a, a massive crop so
2: but that's also a great way to deal with if as they're coming in yeah like just a little at a time yeah uh you can yeah. do that and mm-hmm. then you deal with your big harvest when it comes in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my dehydrator is running 24 7 right now so is it right really. oh yeah well we're gonna oh, yeah. on
0: this channel we'll have a little me and you Audrey we'll have a little chat about them kind of things and how to preserve and stuff like that. That would be
1: fantastic. (laughs) Stephen. Hello. (laughs) My my tip is kind of twofold. When we open a, a new bag of compost for the first time, a new variety, we always sort of pick up a handful and look through it and see how fine it is, how flaky is and what sorts of lumps in it. But have a look a lot closer. Actually see what the constituent parts are how much humus is in there you might even see the little balls of polymer feed in there Um, and you can also do this which leads on to my second part with your soil at home as well take a good handful or a good sample of your soil and dry it out and then break it down as much as you can into the smaller parts get a, a big clear bottle put all the soil in there and shake it up with some water and then let it settle And what that does then is it will allow the constituent parts of your soil to settle in layers and you can then get a good gauge of what your soil is. You can see the humus content, you can see if there's gravel in it or the silt or sand or clay, and you can get to know your soil a bit better and how to treat it and look after it. So that's my tip there is just look closely at your soil because that's what is actually growing your plants in the first place. So if you've got a new bag of compost, Steve, you recommend like going and having a, getting a fill.
0: What happens if you, you buy 50 bags like this?
1: <laughs> now, can, you like just, that, can you tell me about this little picture, sir? That is a, a local nursery to me that I went and got some today. And I'm covering myself off for the next couple of years because we know the peat-free compost is, is coming in. Um, from next year, I think it is. and All the ones I've tested haven't made the mark. And I realised I'm going to have to go back to the recipe I was using as a child. And I've still got all that in my head. But in the meantime, it's going to take me a while to collect all those constituents together, all the resources, build up a stock, and then I can produce my own compost. This is just to tide me over. Because look in that
0: picture as well, am I right in thinking this, because I can see a rose tree and shrub one.
1: Then I can see, a kind of an all-purpose one.
0: Are are they all the same, just the, the different bags are turned around different ways?
1: No, they're all the same apart from those two. Those two were um, given to me today by the um, very kind nurseryman because we were talking – I mean, this will all come out in the weeks to come over on my videos, but I've been talking to him about different compost supplies and different compost types. Both of those two extras are peak-free there. Um, and we were talking about different recipes for different plants and th- this type of mulch and that type of mulch and th- all the different types of peat you can get and where they came from. I've learned so much today. It's been absolutely fantastic. So, this uh, guy took an hour out of his time to talk to me about it. All. Right,
0: right. Are them bags got uh, oh, got peat in them then, have they? The other ones? The
1: other... They, they are peat-based, yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's like you say, I still use it, you know what I mean? So like I know you say it, but, it's kind of the end is nigh, kind of thing. But.
1: but what what it is, is this this company that produces it is over in Ireland. They've got these huge stockpiles, which they're now working for. There's a time that will come where I'm not sure when the date is, when they've got to stop abstracting, but then they've got to stop using it or stop producing anymore. So they're now actually using up old stocks. And as I say, today mm-hmm. I was finding out, what is coming along to replace it and stuff which all ties in with a lot of the research and stuff i've learned already this year about compost a tremendous amount of that you know you wouldn't believe it wood pulp coming from canada and white peat coming from latvia it's it, it's mind-boggling and mm. and how how coir is coming into the country and things and what it's being swapped for it's It's just mind-blowing. Well, it's funny, you know, because I know we're kind of
0: going down the – we always go down like a compost uh, rabbit hole, but, you know, I use that clover, and it'll be interesting to see because they they are a a peat company. Now, when this rule comes in, that's their model broken, so they've got to adapt. Yeah, How they adapt, I don't know, do you know what I mean? But they've got to adapt, I guess, or go out, you know.
1: Well, that's why all this, this stuff is going on behind the scenes. And most of the, from what I've heard today, most of the companies are planning towards it or trying to plan towards it. But you've actually got the situation at the moment where you've got one compost company who is talking to another because they want some of their coir because they can't get hold of it. And mm. this is the issue I hinted at many times before, is that the ingredients to make compost next year are going to be scarce that means that the price is going to go up because the competition for them is going to be huge. So, I mean, this nurseryman today agreed and made that compost is going to be a minimum of £10 a bag next year, definitely. And that's going to be right across the board, no matter what you buy. But i have also been talking about some lovely sort of very eco-friendly on-our-doorstep stuff as well. So it's all positive. I've just got to tie all the ends together before I can put it together in a video.
0: Well, we... I know we kind of kind of it's almost like shouting to the masses on the obvious yeah, but we do make our own compost now, yes. I know Charlie Dowden uses his own compost to to bring yeah. his seeds on, you know what i mean is is that's really a possibility for most gardeners to to use oh, the it is, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely, I mean you've seen that big um composter thing I just got this last week as well that's all part of my Mm -hmm. plan and i've just got to collect all my resources together process them over the next couple of years and get into that rhythm of collecting these things like i used to do when i was much much younger and then i won't need to rely on compost from compost companies i'll be making my own so Mm -hmm. yeah definitely everyone should be aiming for that way it's just how you get there and what ingredients you can source to make your compost in the first place
0: is looking very um yeah. Yes, yeah
3: i was just i was just curious because i know charles, charles dowding does buy in compost as well oh, right, um, does he i think oh yeah i'm That's not sure how regularly but i've i've seen he gets some big big loads at some point i'm not sure if that was because he was setting up expanding the garden or not but my question to steve was kind of like um and tony as well and Audrey, all of you i guess <laughs> um is how much on a on a normal year how much compost are you buying in um and putting into your garden, onto your beds, as a kind of upkeep, you know, not not in terms of expansion well, or I'll, filling big new beds. or
0: Mine for this year, because I've never used it on beds, I've bought probably eight bags of, and I think there might be 80 or 75, they're a big old bag of the, the Clover yeah. compost. Now, I've used all them up, and I've just bought another bag of it, another company. So... On a normal year, it looks like I can get through probably 10 bags just on the bare minimum of just doing seedlings and things like that. Nothing, you know what I mean, out, because you start putting it like, say, oh, I'll I'll treat that bed to a a bag of compost or something like that. Then you can just blow. I was putting on Frank, is it Frank Signleton's, like, Soil Conditioner. Once Keith. on bed, Keith. Sorry, Frank's his brother. I keep on making this mistake, and I must have put about thirty or forty bags on. You know what I mean on me, but you know, just to give it that kind of nice little kind of treat. And you know, I think probably a tenner a bag, to be honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's it's an expensive hobby when you kind of. But I think this year, I'm going to see probably about ten bags of like big, you know, of of the of the stuffs done as you know, and that's actually used it mixed it with a bit of meal and using it in the tomato pots—that's what takes up a lot of my kind of. Yes. You know, like when I put yeah. it in into the pots, you know, what I mean that's the, where the the bulk of it goes. Now, Stephen, <laughs> that yeah. how much you you do go through a lot of compost? You know, what I mean, it's a, it's a, obviously it's a big garden. You know, what I mean, what?
1: Yeah, about about twenty bags a year, so about a thousand liters I, uh-huh. I use every year. So that's fifty bags there. That'll do me for sort of getting on for three years, that's, that's the plan with it. And then I can, in that time I can be making, I mean, one of the chief things I'm going to be using in my own compost is leaf mold. And okay. You can, you can make that in a year, in two years, it's better. And in three years, it's absolutely fantastic. So I'm on a a three year plan. It's all sort of drawn up on what I'm doing and where I'm going with it. But um, say it's going to take a while. I should have started this transition a couple of years ago, really, but well, it didn't. Sorry, is there,
0: Steve? Is there any um, say in the matter where you buy a bag of compost and it's it's steel? Now you've bought that back them bags there for three years. Yeah. D- does compost go? Does it go steel or is that just like a kind of an excuse we use when it doesn't? Bags obviously steal compost. You know what I
1: mean? It it can do, but I mean compost mainly is is the life that's in the bag anyway is is all the microbial life that's in there um so i guess some of that can go but in general i found that things like slugs will get into those bags of compost and you'll see all kinds of when you move a bag you'll see all kinds of creepy crawlies around it so as i'm using it mostly for seed germination i'm using it more as a medium than as a compost if i was using it for compost to put on beds or that sort of thing, then it probably wouldn't be very good. But I'm using it as a, basically as a soil medium to put seeds into, to germinate. So, okay. Audrey, what about you then? Just before we wrap things up, how, do you
2: go through many bags of compost? Yeah, I do. Uh, I try to put an inch or two on top of all my beds uh, come October time. So that's probably 40 to 50 bags right there.
0: And is this multi-purpose compost, or is this like a soil conditioner? No,
2: this is a, a humus. 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 I don't know. How to, I, <laughs> I never know how to say that because I feel like I'm saying hummus, and i <laughs> <have to laughs> <to say> like, <laughs> uh, It's hummus and um, well-rotted manure that I put on.
0: Right, right, yeah. Well, that's and good.
2: It, it, I just feel like that, and it's particularly in my back uh, ground bed, I'm really trying to up the nutrients in there, so. That might get a whole lot of bags this fall. So, yeah. But I did see cool. a really cool thing without starting a whole new discussion, but on compost, uh, you take a five gallon uh, bucket. Over here, five gallon buckets are like the common size buckets. And you drill holes all in the sides and in the bottom, and you have a lid on it, and you bury that in your beds, and you fill it with compost or things that need to be composted and the worms just yeah. do the work. So I'm actually looking into doing it. I have a lot of beds and I think that would be a fabulous way because That's being cool. in the city, I can't have uh compost. Oh, beds right. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: I, so I'm trying yeah. to think of ways that I can do it in the city uh, that still makes sense for my uh, soil. Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna do an experiment with one of those uh pretty soon and just see how that kind of works
0: so this would be actually putting in your vegetable peelings and that straight into that bucket
2: yes so i could either use uh my what i take out of the garden or i can just use kitchen scraps
0: or you could audrey you could Go and buy one of them Loomis for five hundred dollars. Have it on your bed.
2: I have two of those now. I get two tablespoons of compost every day. (laughs) (laughs) That must to be like the kind of you think. Oh, that is the the most hilarious gadget I've ever seen. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, over in America, the the um, the three sisters method of growing with your squash, corn, and beans. That was also developed with, you know, sort of partially composted food waste. And you basically just threw all your food waste underneath a couple of layers of soil. And then you planted those three crops together. Mm. Yeah. So that that's something that's already done there. So we are yeah, already partway there.
2: Yeah, I just worry about the, um, the nasties like the rats or the squirrels. Yeah. But yeah. I think with a lid on it, that might... Keep all of them uh, away. So we'll see. Yeah,
1: I'm
2: gonna give it
0: a shot. Mind that I don't know if it's just a kind of psyche thing, but I always feel like when I don't need compost, I'm getting to I've got too much of it, and it's just I'm making too much. Of, you know, at this moment, I've got that big pile in the garden ready to kind of go, which is taking them a bed. But all me three, four compost bins here are full, ready to go. You know, nothing. Oh, nice. But when I want it. You know, there's nothing. You know what I mean? But now I don't need that. Yeah. The more, I mean, I'll be using it the end of this kind of season to kind of cover the beds. But it's just at this moment, it seems like stop. I've got too much. You know No, <laughs> never
1: stop. Never, never, stop. Make no, never new, stop. Make a new pile.
3: <laughs> Making. I feel pile. like I've never got enough on my plot, right. and right. I think that might be the source of a lot of my my growing issues this year. Is not well. Not feeding. Next week, so. me
0: and Fiona, I want to see a big smile on your face. Right? <laughs> no, the, the, the gloomy gloomy. Right. Are you ready for these are you ready for these photographs, J B If you um oh, okay. <laughs> in your nappies? No, I, <laughs> I haven't got a one. Not this week. I'll speak to Fiona and have a little chat with us, see if I can get that sorted out. Listen, J B, Steve, Audrey, thank you so much i very welcome? Very it's been a pleasure. Hey, and like I say, we're on this new channel. Don't forget we we've got our Discord over there as well. That would be fantastic. Pop over there. Oh links. Oh, look at that. That's his box for his, his sweet corn. Yeah. Steve, <laughs> when was that then? When did you actually plant them sweet corn in that box?
1: Oh god, does it not
0: date it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be, be back in May.
0: May. There, May, there you go. Mid
1: to late May, somewhere around there. depending on the weather.
0: Right. Well, let's see who gets some nice sweet corn cobs. The four of us. the The battle is on. <laughs> it's not oh, about. It? All right. it's, it's not no about. It's, it's it's not about quantity or size, Stephen, with your cobs, because I'm there. You know. What I mean? <laughs> right. Look after yourselves. Take good care. Thank you very Thank much you. for this all very all right. first one. It's been a blast. We'll see you next. Monday. Look
1: after yourselves. Take good care. Take care. Bye bye.
2: Bye.